Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. Everybody and welcome to another week of Believe in Ohio State. Dylan Tyre here with you as always, going to talk about what went on in the national championship game. Unfortunately for Ohio State, they lose in a big way to Alabama. Uh, I didn't expect it to be like that going in, but Alabama showcased what Alabama was this season. 52-24 to was the final score. Uh, I'm going to be upfront and honest with you this week. We're going to keep it a little bit shorter this week. Uh, Because what's there to really talk about from that game? Alabama was just the better team. So we're going to talk about the game just a little bit. Um, I'm going to invite on Jake Jarvis, Ohio State super fan, to kind of share his final thoughts this season because I've really enjoyed having him on all season long and hearing what he has to say going into every single Ohio State game. So we're going to talk to him briefly, just hear what he thought about the national championship game, what he thought about the season as a whole, and what he expects for Ohio State going forward. And before we really do any of this, I just also want to let everybody know that we're going to continue with this podcast, Believe in Ohio State Football, will continue into the offseason, even though there's nothing going on on the field. We're going to talk about the upcoming NFL draft, um, the Ohio State prospects going into that draft. Um, We're going to talk about what's going on uh, within the program during the offseason because it's always evolving. There's things always going on with the program. It's uh, it's an ever-changing situation at Ohio State with recruiting, with injuries, with guys returning, with guys opting out of the draft, with guys going to the draft. All sorts of stuff with guys transferring, so I'd expect there's going to be some transfers coming in, coming out, all sorts of stuff going on, so we'll have plenty to talk about. It's not going to be the usual podcasts where we're talking for 
45 minutes about uh, Ohio State and their opponent for the upcoming week. We're just going to take kind of a different look at Ohio State football. We're going to do more interviews, that sort of thing. So we've got all that to look forward to during the offseason. And before we talk about this Ohio State-Alabama game, I've got to remind you about our friends over at Bet Online because Bet Online is who makes this podcast possible. We love Bet Online. So here we go. Got to talk about them. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. A lot of money to be made here on the Super Bowl, the rest of the NFL playoffs, and, and what a f- good first weekend it was in the NFL playoffs. A whole lot of exciting stuff going on there, but the Super Bowl is right around the corner. And if you're looking to place a bet of any kind, betonline.ag is the best and the only place to lock that bet in. They've got game spreads and totals, team props, player props, even coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. They always have their online casino as well. That never closes. So if you're ready to lock in on the Chiefs, I mean the Browns coming off of their big upset against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know I have a lot of Ohioans and Browns fans listening to this show. If you want to lock any of that in, BetOnline is the place to do it. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's talk about this Alabama game just a little bit. There's not a lot to go over, like I said, because Alabama frankly beat the tar out of Ohio State in that game. I don't really have any problems with Ohio State and the effort they brought forward. I thought Alabama was just the better team. It stinks going in that guys are going to have to miss. Tommy Togiai was a major loss for Ohio State. He could have been used defending the run in the middle, getting to Mac Jones from the middle of that defensive line. Blake Hobiel, the kicker being out, I mean, I feel bad for him, but that doesn't necessarily matter a whole lot. Um, You know... Ohio State Ohio State was hurt a little bit. Tyreek Smith was also out on the defensive line, but it wasn't like anything people were talking about going into the game. It sounded like Ohio State was going to have uh, some major losses going into that game, but it was just a couple of guys. Tyreek Smith and Tommy Togiai uh, were the biggest two there for Ohio State, but I don't really think it would have mattered that much. It was very clear the talent discrepancies between these two teams. Ohio State doesn't have the elite pass rusher they usually do. They don't have the elite cornerback they usually do. They they just weren't ready for this team on defense. I thoroughly, thoroughly believe this Alabama passing attack and, and this Alabama offense in general may be the best in the history of college football. Um, that LSU team with Joe Burrow was right there last year as well. But Alabama was very, very dynamic, finishing off a 13-0 season, hammering Ohio State 52-24. to Uh, I think Ohio State made it very clear that they were the second-best team in the country based off of what they did to Clemson, and Alabama destroyed them. I mean, Alabama really took it to Ohio State. Mac Jones finished 36 of 45 with 464 yards and five touchdowns. No interceptions, um, average completion of 10.3 yards. I mean, Mac Jones came to play, and those wide receivers came to play for him. Najee Harris, the running back, 22 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. The backup running back, Brian Robinson Jr., 10 carries, 69 yards. Uh, Devontae Smith at wide receiver, 12 catches, 215 yards, three touchdowns, all coming in the first half. John Mechie, 8 catches, 81 yards. Najee Harris, 7 catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Waddell, even though he could barely walk, he made a difference in that game. A couple of key first downs, 3 catches for 34 yards. They had a lot of weapons. They were the better team than Ohio State. 
like I said a couple moments ago, I don't really fault Ohio State for doing anything wrong in that game. They just weren't good enough on defense. The defensive backs were not good enough. The linebackers weren't good enough. The line wasn't good enough. Alabama was just the better team in that game. I've thought about it a lot. I think Ohio State is in position to win titles in the next five or so seasons. They've got the recruits coming in. They've got the depth. They've got guys with this playoff experience, but it's going to hurt. They're going to lose a lot of guys from this team, too. Justin Fields played his final game in all likelihood as an Ohio State Buckeye. Finished off 17 of 33, 194 yards and a touchdown, uh, only averaging 5.9 yards per completion. Um, There just wasn't really a lot there for Justin Fields. He was the Buckeyes' leading rusher, six carries, 67 yards. Master Teague stepped in for an injured Trey Sermon, who played his last game as an Ohio State Buckeye. Teague, 15 carries, 65 yards, and a pair of touchdowns. He was a nice surprise in that game for Ohio State. But you miss Trey Sermon. He, he gets hurt on the first play of the game, goes to the hospital. Uh, all the best to Trey Sermon. But, I mean, it, it, the writing's on the wall from the start there for Ohio State. They were able to score with Alabama early. Ohio State settles for a field goal, and then Alabama takes off. It's as simple as that. Uh, I don't think that's the difference in the game there because Ohio State kicked a field goal. I don't think that's the difference in the game. I don't think that's why they lost. Uh, Alabama just had better players. I think it's as simple as that. Alabama is that good. They were very, very good. I thought Ohio State was going to be able to score with them a little bit more, but Alabama just put the pedal to the floor in the second half. I mean, primarily in that second quarter, outscoring Ohio State 28-10 in the second quarter. But Alabama really put the pedal to the floor there and dispatched of Ohio State. Uh Receivers for Ohio State, Chris Olave probably playing his last game as an Ohio State Buckeye. Eight catches, 69 yards. Buckeyes leading receiver. Garrett Wilson, three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Jeremy Ruckert had that one really, really nice catch early in the game. The one-handed 36-yard grab setting up Ohio State in the red zone. Um, But like I said, it just sucks to see these guys have to leave like that. Chris Olave, Justin Fields, Trey Sermon. It certainly hurts, but Ohio State will be able to reload. You know, I don't don't want to focus on this too much. I don't want to talk about what Ohio State's losing on this episode. We're going to talk about that as we talk about the draft. But just remember this. I'm confident in Ohio State um, going forward. They have the depth. They have the talent. They beat Clemson. Clemson is a very, very good football team this year. They are a good football team going forward. But Ohio State is in good hands with Ryan Day. They've got a lot of promise going forward when it comes to the quarterback position. So if you're down about losing Justin Fields and you're wondering how can Ohio State ever recover without a quarterback like Justin Fields, they have a ton of talent coming that we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks. So I'm really excited about that. I'm optimistic going forward for Ohio State, but you're allowed to be sad, and that's what this episode is about. It's kind of a morning for Ohio State, just talking things out, realizing that Alabama was just the better team. I I keep saying it. It's not like Ohio State did anything wrong to me in that game. They just weren't good enough on defense, and I think that was kind of the undertone all season long. Uh, You saw the defense step up in that game against Clemson, but Trevor Lawrence, in terms of yardage, still torched the Ohio State defensive backfield. Mac Jones took advantage. He took advantage of of a suspect Ohio State defensive backfield in the national championship game. But it's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm really not upset about losing that game. It sucked as it was happening, but you kind of just came to that realization as the second half continued on. Yeah, Alabama's this good. They, they had a lot of weapons. I mean, Devontae Smith 
is a legend of college football. I think he might be the best collegiate wide receiver I've ever seen. He's one of the best college football players I've ever seen. And we've seen a lot of really good players these past few years. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, uh, just to name a few. All these different guys, legends of college football. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. What he did in that Clemson game uh, will go down in history. But Devontae Smith is a special, special talent. And when you don't have the cornerbacks, the defensive backs, the linebackers, when you don't have the personnel to cover somebody like that, and all you're trying to do is keep him in front of you, and he's still managing to managing to burn you, excuse me, for 215 yards and three touchdowns in one half of football. I mean, you're dealing with a, a special talent right there. And there's not a whole lot you can do if you're Ohio State. But what the Buckeyes can do is, ta- is learn from that experience. All the young guys on this roster learn from that experience. Realize what it takes to beat a team like that. And realize that you're going to have the talent going forward to beat teams like that. It's just all got to come together for Ohio State, and this is the beginning of it all. It's the first national championship appearance for Ryan Day uh, as the head coach at Ohio State. He's going to learn from it too, because the Buckeyes just weren't ready. They just didn't have what it takes to win that game, and Alabama did. Nick Saban has been there before. Guys on that team have been there before. The seniors on that team uh, won a national championship game as freshmen, so they bookend their careers with national championships. They know And they knew what it takes to win that game. And hopefully Ohio State finds themselves in that exact same position in these next four or five years, a couple of times at least going forward. But I'm hopeful for the future for Ohio State. I don't want to harp on it too much uh, because I know I've repeated myself a couple of times. But my chin is high. I'm I'm happy uh, with Ohio State going forward. The loss sucks, but what can you do? Alabama was that good. So right now, how about we toss it over to Jake Jarvis, hear his thoughts about the game, hear his thoughts about the season, uh, and wrap this show up. So without further ado, here he is, as always, Ohio State superfan Jake Jarvis. All right, Jake, so obviously Ohio State loses that game to Alabama. I think they lost a little bit worse than you and I thought they were going to. I mean, you and I predicted victory for Ohio State in that game. I thought they were going to make it a lot closer than they did, but I think it was very apparent that Alabama was just the better team. Alabama has a ton of weapons. Devontae Smith was just unstoppable in that game. I mean, over 10 catches, over 200 yards, three touchdowns, all in the first half. Uh, So what'd you think about that one? Like I told you before we, we hopped on, I wasn't really disappointed necessarily with Ohio State. I just thought Alabama was better. Yeah, um, I'm not disappointed at all. Um, I think Ohio State played a good season this year. Um, Alabama's a tough team, uh, you know, with that hit. When Justin Fields got hit, uh, that just really hurt him. He couldn't really throw. He was very uncomfortable. Um, I can understand that, but um, Alabama's just too good. Um, they're, uh, three, they're big three players, as I should say. Uh, you know, um, Devontae Smith played a really, a really good game, um, but that hand injury during the last uh, last uh, quarter or so, got out. Um, and I think he's a big impact. But um, also on this, their quarterback, Mac Jones, um, you know, he, he had a very good game. Um, I think with his ability to move and throw that long pass and, like, getting Devontae Smith open, um, you know, they're good. Uh, and then um, Najee Harris, he's a very good uh player uh, um he can that when he jumped over that player in the, in the other game you know he's 
a very good, very good piece for Alabama. Um, but I think Jalen Waddle and him just deciding to play was a, not a very good call to me because, you know, if you want to get healthy for the NFL, I wouldn't screw around and play uh, with your injury because the, in, the injury is important. You know, you have to sit out, rest. Um, I think that was a bad decision on Nick Saban's part to let him play. But, uh, you know, they just played a very good game. Um, Ohio State, I think they struggled on defense. Um, you know, with uh, Sean Wade, I don't think people I, – I think people are just saying he's good. I just don't see him being a good asset in the NFL because, you know, uh, you can't leave guys open. You have to – there's no like, excuses. You have to cover your receiver and you have to cover your man. But um, I think he's not going to be playing – well as people think he's going to in the NFL. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Everything you said I agree with, starting with, uh, I mean, the decision to play Jalen Waddle in that game. You know, he's a competitor. He wants to play in that game. Nick Saban is going to play him if he says he's available and ready to play in that game. He, he has that big first down catch early in the game where it's visible that he hurt his ankle on that play again, or the ankle really started to bother him. So I'm kind of with you there. It's like, is it really worth it at that point? You already have Devonte Smith. You have John Mechie, you know, Alabama has a ton of other receivers in that room ready to go as well. But I just don't know if it's worth it because Jalen Waddle before the season, he's Alabama's number one receiver. He's going to be the first wide receiver taken in the NFL draft. If not for that injury, you know? Uh, so I agree with you there. I didn't think it was a great decision to play him, but, so be it. Hopefully he's healthy and is going to be a high pick in the NFL draft. And I'm sure he's going to have a great NFL career. Um, but, but yeah, I'm right there with you. And in terms of Sean Wade, I kind of agree as well. It's like he was an all American this year, but did he really do anything to deserve it? You know, it was kind of just the reputation you figure Ohio state's top cornerback is going to be one of the best cornerbacks in the nation, going to be an all American, but he struggled all year and he kind of got burned up in that Clemson game obviously uh, he was taken advantage of in this Alabama game. Uh, I just wonder if he's maybe better suited to play safety or better suited to play a slot cornerback because he succeeded in that role for Ohio State when, when he was there last year. But at the same time, last year Ohio State had Jordan Fuller at safety. Last year Ohio State had Jeffrey Okuda at the outside cornerback spot. They had Damon Arnett, another first-round pick at the outside cornerback spot. So there, there were a lot better players and a lot more proven players in that defensive backfield. And I don't think it's, you know, out of line or unnecessary or, you know, disrespectful to say that Sean Wade didn't really have a good season this year. And maybe that season was even disappointing based off of the expectations we had for him. I think you're right about that, and I'm right about that. Um, I just don't see him – top round pick um I see him as a 24th overall pick uh right now um you know the I think the only good defensive player we have right now is Tommy Togiai he's a really good defensive end he can tackle uh, make plays but also you have to always you have to think about what what we're going to see next year Uh, he's going to be our starting quarterback he's going he's going to be the guy who can step up and make plays and um I think if I can see C.J. Strauss, he, if he gets healthy, I think he will have a very good career for Ohio State if they put him in a starter. Um, and I know it's too early, but, um, you know, you just have to think about that. I don't know how we're going to play, how we're going to play next year. Um, it depends on how our 
defense players get healthy. I agree with you there. It's it's like you don't want to start thinking about next season too soon, but that's the first thing that creeps into your mind if you're an Ohio State fan after that game. You said, you know, well, they played really, really well this season. Ohio State, I think, was clearly the number two team in the country. They handled Clemson, and Alabama was just that good. So you're you're building from a good spot going forward, obviously. You, you have a lot of good guys in this game who are coming back, a lot of guys with experience, but – to your point, you're missing the most important player, and that's Justin Fields because he's going to go be, you yeah. know, a top five pick in the NFL draft in all likelihood here in the in the coming months. But who do you replace him with? That's the that's the first question. You've got C.J. Stroud, you've got Jack Miller, you've got Kyle McCord, who's the number two overall quarterback coming in. That's a big question, and no matter any way you shake it, the guy that's going to be starting at quarterback for Ohio State next year. Um, unless somebody transfers in somehow. But if that doesn't happen, the guy that's starting for Ohio State next year has never started a college game in his career. It's going to be, you know, a redshirt freshman starting or it's going to be a true freshman starting. So there's a big question mark there, but you got to trust Ryan Day to get everybody ready. Uh, I mean, offensively, you've got a lot back. You're, you've got to be excited about what you have back offensively. Um, Chris Olave is going to be, be gone, which hurts a lot. I'm going to miss Chris Olave because he was a great Buckeye. But you've got Garrett Wilson back. You've got Julian Fleming back. You've got Jackson Smith and Jigba back. You've got all these top-rated recruits coming in. Uh, in all likelihood, Master Teague will be back next season. Um, you've got all the other running backs back. You've got Wyatt Davis leaving, uh, in all likelihood, on the offensive line. Josh Myers might leave on the offensive line. But you have recruits to fill those holes. So I'm with you. The biggest question mark next season is how is this defense going to look? How is this defense going to play? Because – you're losing every linebacker. You're potentially going to lose Tommy Togiai and Haskell Garrett on the defensive line. You're going to lose Jonathan Cooper on the defensive line. You're going to lose Sean Wade. Uh, it's going to be interesting back there, but, but you know, history has shown us that it's probably, probably smart to trust the coaching staff at Ohio State and get those guys ready to play. But you're right in saying that there are a lot of question marks going in next season. And I really couldn't give you a prediction right now of what I think Ohio State's yeah. going to do. The schedule's not necessarily difficult next year, but it's an unproven team. Yeah, um, I think or I think we're going to see um, how this plays out in the, in, in the spring game. Um, you know, there's hopefully we have a spring game. There's big talk about, you know, I think probably not having a, a spring game, but um you know, because you have March Madness and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully we can see some improvement on the offensive side and defensive side during the spring game. Yeah, I'm with you too. That spring game, should it happen this year, should COVID-19 allow it to happen and everything that's going on there, should that game happen, it's going to be a, a, a really big game for a lot of guys, I think, particularly that quarterback position. It's going to be a quarterback battle this year, probably between those three guys I mentioned earlier, C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, and Kyle McCord coming in as a true freshman. So I'm really excited for that. But uh, I just want to hear your thoughts overall on this season because, you know, this team I know means a lot to you. You have a special relationship with the Ohio State Buckeyes going back a long time to, you know, Urban Meyer and all those guys, JT Barrett, all those guys that you're buddies with. But, I mean, what did this season mean to you? Because, first of all, it, it wasn't going to happen. You know, so much went on this year. So much was unknown. But the Buckeyes, first and foremost, fought for a season. They got the season. They played the season. They went undefeated until the national championship game. 
They win the Big Ten. They overcome a couple of games called off because of COVID-19 to win the Big Ten. Um, They get that rematch with Clemson. They make good on the loss last year. They take advantage of the second chance. They win that game against Clemson. And unfortunately, they just fall short in the national championship game. But they're positioned well going forward. They're going to be one of the best teams in the country for years going forward. But what did this season mean to you? Um, you know, this season meant a lot to me. Um, you know, have, have to, have, you have to deal with COVID-19 situations. Um, you know, a lot of – I didn't expect the NBA Finals to play or – the um, you know, or the the World Series. So, you know, if if Ohio State would have won this game, I think I would have been very proud. Um, I'm a little disappointed how and how we played. Um, I think they're gonna have to make adjustments with uh, you know, uh, I think your our cornerback, defensive coordinator, um, Kerry Combs. I think he's gonna have to do some uh work this season and try to find some big recruits that can play at Ohio State and make plays. I'm very interested because, you know, um, the defense wins games. I know the offense, I think that they won games, but, you know, talking to Josh Perry, he said, you know, you can't just – you have to rely on your defense. Um, you know, the offense is a big question, but, you know, how are we going to get to that point when we have a good, a good defense? You know, like, like Clemson. Clemson has a phenomenal defense. Um, I think if we can play like that, I think we can win games. Um, but you know, I would like to see them change the, play, the playoff. Um, the eight teams, I think eight teams would do very well because if you have that, you instead of having Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State every year, um, if you have that, I think uh, that that would be good because you know maybe some like two or three Big Ten teams can make it. Uh, you know, I think there should be eight or ten, but probably ten is too much. But um. We'll see what happens next year. Yep. I'm right there with you, Jake. I'm excited for next season. And on behalf of everybody that listens to this podcast, I just want to say a great big thank you. I've loved having you on all season long. I love the score predictions. I love talking the Buckeyes with you. So I just want to say thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Anytime. So again, I just want to say a great big thank you to Jake Jarvis for joining me all season long. I can't wait to have him back on the next season of Believe in Ohio State Football, gearing up for what will be a very, very exciting football season next year, is that will do it for this week's show. Uh, Again, a big thanks to Jake for joining me all season long, and I just want to say thank you guys for being with me all season. I do this podcast because of you. You are who makes this podcast possible, so I really, really appreciate every one of you out there listening uh, because... That's what makes it worth it for me. I love talking Ohio State football, and I love talking Ohio State football with you. So that puts an end to this season of the Ohio State Buckeyes, the 2020 Ohio State football season officially over. Uh, you got to be happy with a national championship appearance. You got to be happy with a Big Ten title. Keep your head up going forward, and I cannot wait to talk to you this time next week about the 2021 Ohio State Buckeyes. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.